The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. The cold hard truth about the Olympic journey is not really been financially incentivized in the same way that many other professional sports are. The business of basketball involves CBA, Global, our licensing arm, Think 450. All of those things will make up what that looks like. Money in sports is one of the reasons why I enjoy being on Monday Night Countdown. We talk about some of the more interesting aspects of business of sports. When you talk in sports, discipline is the bridge from being good to other being great at whatever it is that you're trying to be or accomplish at your profession. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, welcome to the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we explore some of the big issues in the world of sports. I'm Michael Barr. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. Got a lot of topics to talk about today. We're going to start, oh my, <laughs> the Jerry West story it just continues to give the story that keeps on giving as it's been told according now to Mr. West he said he was thinking of doing this and now he said you know what i am i am sick and tired of this he will take this all the way to the supreme court if he has to scarlet because he doesn't like the way that the hbo show winning time portrays him He's not the only one. A lot of the other L.A. Lakers stars um, are not too happy with the depiction, but they've also said that they haven't watched the series. The TV show, Lynchy and Barr, is meant to chronicle the success, the rise and the success of the L.A. Lakers in the 1980s, uh, Magic Johnson, the rivalry with the Boston Celtics, and it's fictionalized, but it's also kind of historical fiction because it's obviously rooted in uh, real things and real people, and it's highly entertaining. And Jerry West, who I didn't know anything about until I saw the show, is, is a really interesting character. I had no idea idea that he's the silhouette of the NBA logo, Lynchy, but he has not spoken out really about the depiction of his character or of him on the show until now, and uh, he's considering legal action as a result. Well, he says he's going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court if, if he has to, and uh, he wants a retraction, he wants an apology, he wants damages, and in any of these things we know, we've seen, we've covered a thousand of these things, there really has to be a, a proof of malice and what is their proof of malice by HBO and HBO says that they have researched a lot of these characters and but Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jamal Wilkes and many of the uh, players that uh, served under Jerry West say that it's an inaccurate portrayal. They portray him as a, a guy who drinks a lot, a guy who's incompetent and basically and deeply unhappy, very unhappy, very depressed all the time. Uh, he did suffer through depression. We know that he did have an irregular heartbeat. Uh, he had atrial fibrillation in real life and did have an ablation to, to cure it. But all his people that are close to him said that he was, uh, I think Kareem uh, labeled it, he, they portray him as Wiley Coyote, a cartoon character. Mm. And they say it's very unfair and very inaccurate. Winning Time, by the way, produced by HBO, has made clear that it's not a documentary and it's not trying to say that it's a documentary either. But the problem is you're using the real names of real people. And... That right there, I wonder, is that the problem? If you went into the show 
and you turn the Jerry West character instead into, and here's Dash Riprock, and now <laughs> you do the show, you're not going to have a problem. But when you use a person's real name, I'm wondering if that's going to be the sticking point in a lot of this. We'll see if any legal action is actually taken. I'm waiting to see the, you know, the HBO dramatization of Bloomberg Business of Sports and who's going to play Michael Barr and how that comes across. <laughs> yeah, well, then then you will get the real drinking and, and incompetence. <laughs> it was, I, you know, it, that's the problem I've got. Now, I haven't seen the show, so I, I can't comment on it about what how the show is. I heard it can be, be pretty coarse at some points, which I'm amazed I haven't jumped on the TV to watch this yet. But uh, again, I, ha- I have to be fair. I haven't seen it, but you guys have seen it, and you say the show is interesting. It's highly entertaining. It's it's. Um, I mean, I like it because it's kind of throwback, and the way they shoot it, it looks kind of grainy, um, like it took place in the early '80s. Yeah, it does, and it's it, it, it's good. It's very very well done. I mean, if you're a real stickler, you know, you can say, well, this really isn't the Boston Garden. This really isn't the Inglewood Forum, but it, it's it's close enough, and the uniforms are real. And, you know, I'm sure they have to pay all kinds of fees to get to use the, the, the actual Lakers uniforms. And um, it's pretty cool. But the main characters are Jerry Buss, Jerry West, Magic Kareem. Pat Riley is coming through. The, mm-hmm. the He's going to emerge right now. And then it's all going to end when Magic Johnson tests positive for HIV. That was actually mm-hmm. the opening scene to, to, to uh, episode number Although one. Although they keep talking about a season two as well. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how whether they continue to take it on past that or how they're going to do everything. But there's a lot of it that's clearly uh, dramatized and fictionalized, including um, one stretch after Jack McKinney, the head coach, uh, had an accident and was not able to coach, and the team was kind of reeling, which never actually happened. Right, Lynchy? I mean, there's this um, sequence where they go to, what, Indiana, Detroit, and then Boston, Boston. and yeah. lost all these games. Not in Boston. They, they ended their losing streak there. But that never happened. Well, they're going to wind up, uh, uh, spoiler alert, they're going to wind up winning the NBA championship under Paul, <laughs> under Paul Weston. Oh, man, what did you tell me for? <laughs> Sorry. So, so Jason Siegel is going to have, uh, he'll be happy for part of it, but he won't be happy uh, in, the, in the following year after they win the NBA title. <laughs> <laughs> we got, uh, there's another story, and it's been in the news. Uh, the New York Yankees, they revealed uh, the letter. It was about sign-stealing. Let's call it minor transgressions, but Scarlett, we kind of already knew this. This happened uh, during 2015 and the first half of the 2016 season, and apparently the Yankees were using their video replay room to decode signs and then relay that information to the dugout. So I guess it's a little bit more high-tech than using banging trash cans. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot quieter, too. (laughs) And keep in mind, uh, you're saying, well, geez, look what happened to the Astros, and the guy's got general manager, and the manager lost his job, and guys were suspended for a year. Uh, it, sign stealing didn't become illegal in Major League Baseball to after 2017. So what the Yankees were doing in 15 and half of uh, 2016 was legal, and they weren't fined for sign stealing. They were fined for improper use of a telephone. Now the telephone is only <laughs> supposed to be used to, to to say should we go to a replay or not go to a replay, and they were using it for so it's it, improper use of the telephone. It's like catching the mob on something like mail fraud. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that Al Capone moment, man. We got you for tax evasion, dude. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, it, look, and and Lynchy said it the best is that you know sign stealing has been around for many years. The thing that tickled me, to be honest, when the Astros did it and they're banging on some daggone <laughs> trash can. How in the world did you think you were not going to get noticed when you're banging on a trash can? It's really noisy at the stadium, you know, between the, like, make some noise and everybody clap your hands. Da, 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 da. I mean, like, there's a lot going on there. How, how they managed to hear the banging trash cans through all that noise, I'm pretty amazed. I was at some of those games, and, and, and I never heard it. And I walked behind the dugout, and I, you know, I, I, you know, every time I go to a new stadium, I kind of, like, uh, I'm a tourist. I walk around and try to look at everything and never heard it, never saw it. Can you imagine if you <laughs> stealing signs and you got a vuvuzela? And you're trying, and you're blowing on the vuvuzelas, man. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, all right, this is going to be down and inside. This is going to be good. By you the know, way, stealing signs at that point is like more trouble than it's worth. <laughs> Speaking of more trouble than it's worth, but I guess it's working for the Boston Red Sox is how the Red Sox are playing in Toronto. And, and I got to be honest, Lynchy, I didn't know about this uh, until you mentioned it just before the show. You got to tell the story. Well, here's the deal. Uh, the Red Sox manager, Alex Cora, tested positive before the team went down to St. Petersburg to play Tampa. So he did not make the trip to Tampa. And after Tampa, they flew to Toronto for a big game against the Blue Jays, which is where they are right now. Two Red Sox players, uh, Tanner Houck and Cutter uh, Crawford, are pitchers. They are not vaccinated. They were not allowed to go to Canada. They were left behind, so mm -hmm. they could not pitch. Okay. Uh, they have Chris Sale, who is not vaccinated, but he is on the disabled list right now. So the Red Sox flew into Toronto. Here's the problem, though. Coming back, they're, they're scheduled to fly to Baltimore for a series with the Orioles. You need a negative test to get on an airplane and fly out of Canada. The Red Sox are so fearful that if someone tests positive, they would have to stay in Canada for 14 days, <laughs> that they are getting on a bus. Because when you cross the border via bus, on no one land, checks anything. You don't have to have a negative test. So they're going to bus across Niagara Falls, look at the Maid of the Mist. Then they're going to go to <laughs> Buffalo Airport and get on a plane and fly to Baltimore, thus bypassing all the regulations and the chance that someone could be detained for two weeks in Canada for testing positive. And guess what? In Buffalo, they can get on the plane and not wear any masks because... None of that needs to happen anymore. Correct. Correct the mundo. <laughs> now, see, I, I know this is a serious thing about COVID, but this is pretty ingenious is. by the Red Sox, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, listen, I, many times, obviously, native Detroit area, I, I crossed the, the border many times taking the Ambassador Bridge. Now, you got to go through customs, though. So yes. are they going to have a problem with that? Or have they had a problem? Apparently, the Blue Jays are doing this as well, because last year the Blue Jays played the majority of their games in their spring training uh, headquarters, and they played some games in Buffalo as well. So you got to remember, the Blue Jays are coming, coming in and out of the country all the time, and mm. when they come into the country, they fly. When they come out of the country, they're doing the same thing. They're busing across Niagara Falls and going to Buffalo, and then they get on a charter and go wherever they're headed. See, they could just, I wonder if they could go. It's just like trip. travel baseball, you know, yeah. it's throwback. I, I, I kind of like it, man. It's Bus like rides. you know. Yeah. You know, what about a train? Could they take a train? Don't know if one's available. I know it's about a two-hour bus ride from Toronto to the Buffalo Airport. See, I bring up the train story. If anybody 
<laughs> Y'all want some history. I'm not going to go into the story, but about Babe Ruth on the train. Yeah, with and, Lou and Yeah, and did, did we see that? That's 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 all I'm going to say. And go look it up on Google about Babe Ruth and the train story. Give you I, That's your homework assignment, I'm doing that folks. right now. Uh, and train. Oh, man. Anyway. I'm losing my, I'm losing my appetite, Michael Burry, right? <laughs> is, is, is that what you're talking about? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Railroad <laughs> Crossing, look out for the stars, Sports no, Illustrated. No, no. Probably Pride of the Yankees, is that what you're talking about? It, it, <laughs> uh, uh, just Babe Ruth, train, reporters. Did we see what we thought we saw or something like okay, that? Okay, Babe Ruth, train, reporters. Yeah. I'm going to give the out cue while you're doing it. This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm on Twitter at Scarlet Foo. Could you pass the salt, please? This hat is not going down very well. I'm Lynchy, WCBB. <laughs> and don't forget to... <laughs> Y'all wait till you find out. Well, and don't forget to catch our podcast wherever you download them because that's the way we roll.